Good evening, all you creatures of the night. Welcome back to the It Records podcast. Tonight, it's going to be Peter and I. Uh, fortunately, Lindsay will not be able to make it here. But we're going to be doing a mini episode this week. If you're familiar, it's just a little side segment we do outside of our regular bi-weekly podcast where we talk about a specific topic that we want to talk about during this week. Um, that's just uh, related to the horror genre. And this week... We've decided to do horror themes, uh, or scores, if you will, music behind the movies. Now that I've set it up, I want to welcome Peter Hansen to the podcast. Everybody, Peter Hansen. He's a he's a brilliant, brilliant man. He's he's the mastermind behind the podcast. Just a real swell guy. Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I got to give you my my normal charming. Um, unwarranted just unwarranted <laughs> it, it is not unwarranted my friend every word is truth but uh yeah that's how i feel about Pete, guys welcome to the podcast <laughs> uh would you say that this episode is heavily influenced by the last film we watched which was suspiria which had an amazing theme which is not on our list today because we just watched it <laughs> yeah no, I think it's definitely, I mean, that's what I kind of came up with the idea is because I kept listening to that, that, that score nonstop, that whole soundtrack, really. So I was like, well, let's just do a mini episode about movies that we like the music to that really speak to us. Mm-hmm. So what we did for uh, the listener is Pete and I, we, we pooled our brains together uh, as best we could. We tried. Um, and we came up we with... liquidated it. Yeah. And, 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 and used all the creativity we could and kind of came up with five um, that we could agree on. Or I want to talk about movie themes that, horror movie themes, you should pay attention to. Essentially, right, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. Before and, uh, we play them, I have an interesting thought. Let's just name off the ones that we think are great that are not on this list. Sure, yeah. Um,. That are not on the list. Ones that really jump out to me, we didn't put on said list. Um, it follows. Um, the It Follows soundtrack is a big one for me, uh, just because um, I feel like more recently horror movies aren't really focusing on the soundtrack as much. So when it came out, um, it really stuck with me. I thought the movie was great, and it also was sort of a retro soundtrack. It kind of reminded me of an '80s movie. So that one was one that was not on the list, but I think is really great. And a very shocking one that I think is not involved is Jaws, which probably is one of the quintessential, like, just soundtracks in general with John Williams doing it. And, yes, Jaws is a a horror film, believe it or not. (laughs) Yeah, I think that even when I was going over these, it was, uh, it almost slipped my mind. that I forget, oh yeah, it, it is a horror movie. I mean, it's got all the elements there. I just don't ever equate it with, I'm just used to, I don't know, more of a slasher horror themes, I guess is what was in my mind when I first went over this. And I also think since Jaws was kind of marketed differently, it was like the first blockbuster, if you want to look at it that way. True. And I think it was as marketed as like, oh, this is the film you have to see of the summer. And I think that's what people kind of like associate it as, rather than like your first or one of the first animal-like sub-genres for horror. 
That's a very good point. Yeah, it's I mean, it's marketed much differently than a typical horror movie would. I think if you ask many people, they would just say, "No, nah, that's not a horror movie. That's yeah, blockbuster," as you put it. Or you're like, Great. that's just Jaws. Like they just like yeah, <laughs> categorize it as its own entity or something. Mm-hmm. It's a work of its own. Um, some other ones. I mean, those are two big ones for me, but. I think we can can, uh, even say some more that people might think are on the list but didn't make it. Um, The Halloween theme. And Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) And Nightmare on Elm Street. And Friday the 13th. We did not put on the list because I feel like even if you're not that familiar with the genre, you know those scores. Um, They're pretty popular, and I feel like we wanted to get ones that maybe people hadn't heard. Not that they're so, like, esoteric or um, out on the fringe, but ones maybe that you haven't really paid attention to so much. So those three aren't on the list. We kicked them out. So I think with that shocking revelation for everyone, <laughs> um, we can move on to our list and play the first one that we have, which is the Deep Red soundtrack, which is by Dario Gento, another great one. And... Uh, who did Suspiria? Hit, yeah, you want to hit that? You want to hit that play button at the same time as me? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. And this play. Is, this is Matt's first reaction, so this is pretty legendary, everyone. Yeah, I've, I'm familiar with Suspiria, but I've I've never heard the Deep Red soundtrack. So first time, first time listener. I just like want to see your face. This change i listen to this quite often (laughs) in my spare time (laughs) and i can see that goblin does well they did this soundtrack and suspiria and they're just so catchy just beyond being a movie soundtrack they're they're enticing Ooh, okay all right i'm getting some high-pitched yeah we don't have to listen to the whole thing obviously because we're a little short on time but yeah i don't know you could cut it off at any point no i'm Ooh. Oh, you... I'm, I'm getting the orchestra behind it. Right yeah, now. now you got it. Oh man, it was it was originally reminded me of like Suspiria, like the beginning uh, pieces to it. But this is like a different. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of different feel in my opinion. Yeah, this the orchestra piece and the drums behind it take it to a different, it a, a whole different place. Like, quiet. Yeah, the, the and picking. And it picks back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think it's time for them to move on to the next one because we could listen to this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I could. Alright, well, All that's right. a little taste of Deep Red. Interesting. Profundo Rosso? Is that the actual title, the main title? I think sequence? that. I want to say that is uh, what it's. Uh, the movie is called in Italy. Uh, Deep oh, Red. that's Deep that's Red. A, yeah. Okay. Because Rosso is red in Italian. Gotcha. I'm used to Rojo. I'm not too familiar with my Italian. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could be literally wrong, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that sounds right. Um, now, Matt, are you ready to bring on the next one? I will bring on the next one. Um, yeah, the next one on the list, drumroll. Um, I chose The Exorcist. Now, I know that's more of a, uh, a mainstreamer that we were set, trying to stray away from, like with Halloween. But I don't think it's as, as popular as a theme as much as the other ones, as much as it is as a movie, if that makes sense. 
I also feel like The Exorcist is also not as popular uh, oh, anymore, yeah. at least with uh, like younger people. I don't know. I'm kind of making some assumptions here, but I feel like people know of Halloween because they got remade yep. with the Rob Zombie movie, so it's more familiar in sort people's of the... memory. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing with The Exorcist is like there, there's a TV show now. I haven't watched any of it, so I don't know what theme they use, but I heard, you know, I've heard positive things, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I have not watched it either, but uh, I look forward to it. I would assume the same theme. I don't know, though. They might try to branch off from it. Um, I want to say they probably tried an updated version, Mm -hmm. if if I'm just taking a wild guess here. Yeah, but you make a good point. Like, even Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street were remade. And I just feel like this isn't as prevalent with the younger generation as much. But they know that it's good. They know that like their parents liked it. But anyway, we've talked about The Exorcist. Let's get into what the theme is. Um, yeah. Are we ready to play? Ready to do it. Uno, dos, tres, play. There it goes, right into those bells. Mm. It's good. And for me, I mean, it just creates like a... I don't know. It's like a, a foreboding, almost sense of anxiety compared to other forms of the horror themes that are more like violin based and like they make me feel anxious just because it's like very irritating sounds almost. But this one's almost just like something's like lurking behind me. Something's there. You're also giving me like a, a false real, sense of security. You're also giving me like a real angelic vibe when you're talking mm. to when you're talking over the theme right now. And yeah. it's playing at the same time we're talking. I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm just getting like a really like I don't know, like a weird body experience right now. Yeah. I sound like well, I'm like on acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> the song has not, been known to do that. <laughs> I'm not, I am I am stone cold sober at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, there's but something yeah. up there's some element to it that's I mean it's Maybe I just said a false sense of security. It just it wants to lull you in to like it's almost fairy taleish a bit, not in the same way as Suspiria, but it's unnerving, very much so. Yeah, both those movies. I would say actually, just all horror soundtracks, a good ones, just do that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that. Yeah, we can. The Exorcist for me. Yeah, we can pause in The Exorcist to get the other three that we have lined up on uh, our list that you should listen to. Pete, you want to throw the next one at him? Yeah, so this one was kind of. I almost feel like I had to do a little more convincing with this one because I chose a John Carpenter film that was not Halloween. What? it, It was too popular. And then, like, okay, next up you would go. The Thing, which is probably his, mm-hmm. I would say, his second most popular horror film, especially, like, critically, and especially in recent years, because it wasn't a financial success at all, but, like, with, like, probably with cable and, like, VHS, it became very popular, and that has a great theme with uh, Ino Monicone, he's a talent composer who did The Good, Bad, The Ugly, all those, like, spaghetti trilogies yeah. with uh, Sergio Leone. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pick it. <laughs> and then there's like the fog, which I think has a pretty solid theme in my opinion. That's got a good one, yeah. And then, oh. but, you know, I, I just, 
think this one is better, and I'm pretty sure John Carpenter did the theme for this one because it's his first feature film. He's got like low budget, and he's doing like a whole bunch of shit. You know, just being a real indie director in this one. Mm-hmm. When was it? And this was '74, right before s- Halloween and everything, right? Yeah, it was before. It was before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, this is like more of a thriller, but I think it ha- definitely has horror. Um, influences for sure with I don't know if you're un- if you're unfamiliar with the movie the, the the gang the antagonists of the film have supernatural qualities to them that they like you know they have like a blood oath it seems like they have they don't really talk and they kind of just like stalk the police officer who is the main character and then it's like they're just trying to get him mm-hmm. uh, it's un- kind of unclear why in my opinion if I'm mm-hmm. remembering the movie correctly but on that note, I'm ready to hit play. For Assault on Precinct 13. Play. And I hope you have the original one and not the remake. <laughs> I have 76, main theme. Yeah. And right away, I'm just like, God, this is so awesome. No, 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 no. It's definitely Carpenter. Like. Oh, yeah. It's Carpenter to a T. That, yeah, that... Yeah. Yeah. And then with my YouTube tab open, the old cover of All 13 kind of gives me like a Michael Myers vibe. Like it's kind of like a figure in the background of the cover right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see that too. it's kind of like his face is like obscured. It gives me a real... So I thought that was interesting that I wonder if he like... like Drawing some inspiration? Yeah, came across his Michael Myers you know, during this film. It looks like it from the the cover art. Even like the hair looks similar to the original Michael Myers. Um, to the outfit, to even looks like he's holding a blade of some sort. But yeah, this sounds like Carpenter. I mean, it's very ominous. It's not. Uh, it's not as anxiety uh, piercing like the other ones that are faster or like the string instruments. He uses like the lower bass uh, yeah. synth- synthesizer type music um, that reminds me of It Follows not this one so much but his music reminds me of an It Follows soundtrack more um, yeah this one is kind of hard to like I don't really know what else to compare it to I almost want to compare it to like like a weird rock music I don't know I kind of just get that vibe for some reason mhm I don't know, if maybe because I'm just like stuck in the 70s because we did three 70s movies in a row. Yeah, we almost chose more, too. <laughs> yeah, that I'm just like thinking like hard rock or something. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint a reference like uh, that's similar to this one. Even his other works, I mean, it definitely sounds like him, but it doesn't sound like Halloween or really The Thing that much. But it's his, it's his touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like badass and that's like what like really made yeah. it stand out to me where just like this and then the movie like it's a great thriller it sets the tone for the movie and that's what yeah. a good theme does and we want to try to illustrate is those movies might be badass but it's really because this sets the tone if that wasn't there it might not have that same feel in the atmosphere for sure alright let's uh let's move on so that's three uh and the fourth one Kind of what we talked about, we said horror movies today, they don't have 
they're not really relying on themes as much. Um, it's more jump scares, more silence, I would say, more silence and then the jump scare than like a an atmospheric theme uh, compared to the seventies that we were were in love with, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, w- without us really knowing. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of was yeah, subconscious. We were like choosing all these seventies movies and like late sixties. But I I, I uh, went to the recesses of my mind and I, I chose one that's fairly recent is the Insidious uh, series. I think the Insidious theme, um, people might not think of it too much um, when they're watching the movies, but it really, if you watch them again, um, creates, um, I guess, a tension in a lot of those scenes. And what I was talking about, we can play it. You want to play it while we talk yeah, over it? Yeah, we'll play it talk over Yeah, let's do that. We'll play um, the insidious theme for the three. Um, I'm ready. Play away. You know, this is a, another one um, that I've also listened to in my spare time. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a part where, because when you find like a, a link that plays just the whole soundtrack, like in all one go. Oh, yeah. There's like there's like a real quiet moment in this soundtrack where you forget it and then all of a sudden it goes really crazy with the with the violin i want to say or some other string incident and i'm like oh my god like you're just like fucking terrified because mm-hmm. i was just so thrown off yeah no it's solid i mean that even kind of demonstrates what i was even just saying what recent horror movies do is that they rely on silence and the jump scare in the actual filming but this movie even takes it into the theme and incorporates that sort of lingering in the quietness and then bam throws that anxiety in your face this that movie oh god i i really enjoy the trilogy i think it's really solid definitely of like recent years but with this first one god there's just like a point where it like really loses me mm-hmm. oh yeah now it's this your creepiness is starting to really start right now i'm getting goosebumps yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like you're starting to get a little uh, more bass in it now. Yeah. With like the baby monitor scene, I don't know if you remember that. Like of uh, course. Think, like that was this part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like dead quiet now. I think I started a little before you because I'm getting some intense shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. In come the strings. But yeah, with that scene, like, I was like. Cause there was a while where I haven't been scared from a horror film. There was like a solid period where I was just like, I'm just like not really scared anymore. And then I was kind of just like watching a lot of movies that were just like silly slashers. And then so I like didn't have like a moment where I was really scared. And then like Insidious came out, and then like 75% of the movie I was like, oh my god, I'm like sweating bullets right now because I'm terrified. And then they kind of lost me in the third act after the seance mm-hmm. they kind of go into like the other realm or whatever yeah I don't know they kind of lost me when the demon was like climbing on the wall yeah Ooh, I got some intense stuff going on over here <laughs> right. it almost sounds like yeah like this like they're pulling at the strings and they're just like running down the strings alright we can we can pause Insidious Get my mental state back. Well, we finished the podcast. I don't think this next one is really gonna <laughs> put us in a good mental state, in my opinion. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, well, so the fifth one we we chose um, 
that people may be familiar with. It's a, it's, it's a popular movie. Um, but we went with The Shining, opening main titles. Um, I feel like this is like the one, if we didn't do Jaws, we had to do like a hard-hitting horror film that had a great soundtrack and just overall a lot of themes going for it. And, you know, it's really hard, it was really hard to pick because like, I mean, what other ones could you pick besides Jaws? I mean, I guess Alien, I think, mm-hmm. is another one. You gotta yeah. go with, like, the go-to horror, like, elite. And this oh, is yeah. one of them. Yeah, this um, is... Mm-hmm. You hitting play yet? I'm about to hit it. Yeah, I'm hitting play. Yeah, there we go. Right away, it just kind of, like, you know, it just takes me... having, like, a flashback to watching the movie where Jack Nicholson's just driving that cliffside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got that helicopter shot just like tracking all the way to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, that's instantly the image. I mean, as soon as I hear the low horn come in, it's a very uh, ominous, as I've said, but it just, once you see it in the movie too, where they're driving somewhere, at this point you don't know, they're going somewhere in these mountains. It's like, you shouldn't be going there. Like, this is clearly wherever you're going. This music's telling me that shit's going down. Yeah, something bad lurks around this mountain. I've never, re- I've never like, read it either. It's so long, like mm-hmm. it's so disheartening when it's like, I think it's like a thousand pages. I don't know. It's Stephen King. It's I can yeah. just assume it's a thousand pages. Yeah, he'll write and write and write and write. Yeah. Um. We see the thing, I, I, and we're getting into The Shining a bit, but I know. Uh, Stephen King was not happy with what Kubrick was doing to the movie. Um, I would they were at, wholeheartedly disagree with them, as much as I love Stephen King. Oh, same here. Yeah. I think what Kubrick did, I mean, just elevated The Shining. I thought he did a fantastic job. There's um, also, like, translation from book to film that is necessary. And I think I just... Maybe I'm just a little too gaga for Kubrick because I feel like... Basically, especially of his later work, I just like loved, mm-hmm. and then like, I didn't like their um, his movies. Some of his movies are really fucked up, but uh, the really one I didn't really care for was like, I don't know, Paths of Glory. I know I'm going down a different tangent right now, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like, it's, it's Ooh. not bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the the it, horns it came, came back, back in. It came back. <laughs> um, it's it's good. Kirk Doug you got Kirk Douglas in it. It's 1957. It's about World War One, and he's like some sergeant or some shit. I don't know. But it just seemed like a very. It almost seemed like he was being he he couldn't be Kubrick. It was like very early on for him, mm-hmm. and then I feel like he wasn't able to make the movie he wanted. Yeah, it just seemed like almost like pro war, or yeah. like it was like pro war and anti war at the same time. I was like, this war was terrible, but look how patriotic Turk, Kirk Douglas is shedding one single tear. <laughs> he probably wanted to go more full metal jacket than yeah. what he did. I haven't seen the one you're referencing, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I could talk Kubrick for days. I'm a huge fan. I'm Gaga, as you said, too. Um, but yeah. Because the one with uh, Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut, I fucking love mm-hmm. that movie. I, I Eyes Wide Shut. Clockwork Shining. Orange. Yeah, Clockwork Orange is as fucked up as that movie is. It's yeah. definitely uh, 
something worth watching. Um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ah, that one's brilliant. All around, fantastic film. 1969, folks. Okay, we're getting on a Qbert tangent. Uh, I know. That's and, the and, and, and and the my theme just ended, so that's Mine how long too. we were, t- we were <laughs> we talking talked about the... Kubrick. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Um, so those were the the five we chose. Um, we want to get an eclectic mix. Some you hadn't heard of, ones you should that really set the tone for the film. There was no ranking system. None of them. The first one we chose wasn't the best one, but just to give you a, a wider range of themes to listen to, and we. We can put on our website um, some other ones that we that we prefer, just so you can. Yeah, there's get a, a lot taste. of uh, giallo films, in my opinion, that have some great soundtracks that heavily influence slashers. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that most of those have like the most quintessential soundtracks too, even when they're not even like the best movies, let's say, they still have like some pretty great soundtracks. And there's other Italian movies, like especially like the, the zombie genre. They're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Fulci movies, mm-hmm. they have some crazy ass music, and we even fucking touch on Romero and like Don Don the Dead. That's yeah. got some great soundtrack. Probably Day of the Dead. I can't remember that one specifically, yeah. but I'm sure it's good. Night of the Living Dead isn't fantastic, but it's very iconic, and it 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 just seems like what you would see in a '60s horror movie. If that makes any sense, like it just <laughs> seems like if you like we're just flipping through the channels and like a 60s horror movie came on that's the theme you would hear um but yeah there's there's plenty we didn't touch um because it's supposed to be a mini episode but we 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 chose five we thought um were more prominent than others at this time yeah yeah i think that's uh the best way to end it because we're we're getting a little long for a mini episode and we but I, I'm I'm pretty confident with what we talked about and that we talked about each one at a good length and then we got on a Kubrick tedge and apparently we just need to watch another Kubrick film. Yeah. <laughs> we need the shining on the podcast. Alright. With that, we will wrap it up for this week. Um, be sure to check out our website. We're going to blog posts up there. Tweet at us. Let us know. Again, always what you're thinking, what you want us to talk about. We love your feedback. Um, Laura will be coming out um, in the following week or so with a new episode for you to listen to. And until next time, I'm Matt Johnson, and I remain in the shadows. Ooh, scary. It's Peter Hansen. And I'm not afraid of you, <laughs> Matt.